Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic currently sequestered in quarantine down in lovely Van Nuys, California, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies from all across the country onto Zoom and talk about the very best, worst, and in-between that bro culture has to offer. We talk about bro movies, bro food, bro, music, bro, this and that, all the good manly stuff that the ladies on the show have not had a, any direct or at least not much direct experience with. And uh, we go from there. We talk about this dude stuff. This is, this is dude stuff. That's what we're doing. We're just, we're just a bunch of dudes talking about dude stuff. And today we have a very doodly thing to talk about in a very special timely very specific context uh today we are talking about wrestlemania 2020 yes uh wrestlemania 2020 uh that wrestling fantasia from wwe entertainment uh the home of such superstars as hulk hogan and stone cold steve austin as well as current superstars like the man becky lynch who we will talk about today, and uh, and it's wrestling, and it's huge, and it's American, and it's and it's oily, and it's masculine, and it's everything you expect it to be. And then, on top of all of that, because it was recorded uh, during the lockdown, there's no audience. It is live entertainment with nobody there to watch it. It is the strangest thing. I have ever seen, and I kind of love it. And uh, enjoying this topic with me today are two people that I adore, uh, representing the first timer. She is a comic from all over the country. I met her in the basement of a wine bar in Los Angeles, and she is currently uh, stuck in Wisconsin. Please say hello to the lovely Joanne Schinderly. Hello. Hi. Yeah, I'm in honor I'm drinking wine again. <laughs> Thank you. Can't get over it. Can't get over it. That's where that's where the magic started. The magic started <laughs> the basement yeah. of Wino Vino and it continues today. And representing the expertise side, and I could not get more of an expert in the world of wrestling or more of a lovely person. He is one of my very best friends in all of comedy. Please say hello to the lovely and talented Bobby Hankinson. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about wrestling. Yes, I cannot wait. All right. So we're talking about WrestleMania 2020. This is the this is the wrestling uh, extravaganza that um, took place with nobody around. So, uh, Joanne, you get a, a double experience of this being your first WrestleMania. Yes, and, I did. And the first WrestleMania with, with nobody there. So uh, just give us your, uh, your first impressions about WrestleMania 2020. My first impressions, uh, honestly, very impressed. My only introduction to the world of wrestling was um, in sixth grade. I had a neighbor friend, neighborhood friend, and her family loved it. So when we'd go over there and play, it was like always on in the background. And I was always a little sixth grade judgy about it. I was a little judgy bitch about it. I was like, this is a little white trash. Okay. Like, <laughs> I will have to admit that. <laughs> that is where my mind went for it. Um, and then 
when I moved to Los Angeles two years ago, of course I was on the dating apps and then met and matched with a guy who is a professional wrestler. He's very famous in China. In China. (laughs) Yeah. But then, but he was also a really nice guy. He went on a couple dates. He basically, um, blamed a sciatica nerve as to why he couldn't see me again. So we'll see. But, um, through that was interested in hearing his stories and stuff. And so I was excited to watch this and watching it with no audience was a trip. Oh my goodness. This was the best showmanship I've ever seen. I, my views are completely changed. I absolutely loved it. I'm was texting friends. I'm like, we got, I got to host wrestle parties when, when we're all out of here. I was in love with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. We're, I'm going to follow up on a couple of things uh, that you said, Joanne, but first, uh, Bobby is pumping his arms in victory over there in New York. Bobby, please, please feel free to chime in about what you just heard. Oh, it just like pleases me so much to hear that. I think in a lot of ways, wrestling has like a very queer element to it. Stay with me on this because it's like very carny. So like it's very like freaks, like that Mm -hmm. kind of like uh, counterculture element to it, like vaudeville, kind of like traveling show circus stuff. So I think that people, because the fan base, especially at the peak in the 90s, was like super like trashy and misogynist and racist. And we will, I'm sure, talk about a lot of this. Uh, that I'm, I'm really always excited when someone like approaches it with fresh eyes and an open mind and can kind of like, bend, like appreciate the absolute artistry and like crazy amount of storytelling that's packed into it. So I'm... Oh, so like the fact I'm so glad that you weren't like this is so dumb and weird. Are they not really punching each other? Because like that's <laughs> that's like a much harder conversation to enter. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. That's like that's not yes ending anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Joanne. Uh, I want to I want to discuss um, the the audiencelessness of it all. Um, because I, I, it's probably not really an accurate uh, depiction of wrestling that that we have subjected you to, but they tried really, really hard. Like they tried they, really hard, and the, the I thought they nailed the feeding of it. You know, because they they yeah. understood what they're like. We're gonna do this anyways because we got diehard fans, and you know we're not gonna give up. And that was really a cool element. But yeah. then they did all the flashbacks of like what the vibe was when the audience was there and people losing their minds. And so to see that and then immediately see it without an audience and this dark difference was made me feel empathy towards them. I'm like, Oh, they, they are going for it. And amen. You know, amen. Absolutely. Yeah. That's been one of the, most, the hardest things I think about. I mean, Oh my God. No, I don't mean that's been one of the hardest things about the pandemic. Let me walk that back a little yes, bit. Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I want to say it's for me personally, like watching that, I've actually been like very affected being so used to week to week, seeing like thousands of people in an arena. And like, this is like kind of like my dumb happy place. And like the reminder of like an empty room, like was like haunting. (laughs) Uh, And like the reminder of like the the thing. And so this is so jarring to tune into in general, the eeriness of it. Like I think everyone who doesn't watch wrestling at all and isn't even remotely interested in this should at least watch a like 30 second clip of what this is because it looks yeah so sad and like bleak <laughs> and weird it and it's does, like it's it sounds unsettling. Sad. it sounds sad and and you really could get the sense that it was like a whole 
community effort, even down to the cameraman, you know, mm -hmm. like they had to cut those angles where they normally would cut to an audience member cheering, you know, to like not give away anything. And they have to like, I'm sure it was an all hands on deck. I'm sure they all afterwards just group hugged and broke, <laughs> broke quarantine. Well, not with social distancing, you <laughs> say. Yeah. <laughs> They, they, they group hugged in their minds. Um, in their minds, yeah. In their minds. Uh, yeah, it's weird, dude. I mean, the, the, the emptiness of it. Um, like, all right, like, we're going we're to talk about the, the actual wrestling stuff when we get to the clips. But, like, I, I think that for us, and I've had both of you on, on my Zoom show, I think that there's, I think that we get a little bit of that doing stand-up into a, into a, a webcam. It's it's a very lonely, jarring experience. Um, so, like, yeah, I definitely felt a lot of empathy for them up there, just you know, just going through the script and doing the the trash talk, especially when like they're just like yelling at each other, like "You're a fraud." I'm gonna. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, and I guess we'll go more into this stuff, yeah. some of the specific details later. But you know, there's so much that goes into wrestling and the and like just the the the, the sort of uh, the art of it, and a lot right. of it is is audio, and they're calling things on the fly, and they're giving each other signals and stuff. So there has to be a certain degree of like din at all times to cover that which is like yes. the roar of the crowd yes, exactly. uh, so they have that that trash talk is really they have to be so loud so the other person can be like pick me up nicely you know what i mean <laughs> please like that's that 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 so like it, it, they're so over the top and it just it changes the whole uh dynamic you're used to seeing yeah do you know this is probably in too in deep of a question but do you know if they had if there's if they've gotten any backlash for one-on-one -on -one wrestling within the social distancing? Absolutely, they have. There's absolutely been, and because they're doing, you know, not just one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes there's multiple, there's like tag team right. and whatever, right. and like, and absolutely all of the performers, wrestling is historically known for like abusing their performers. Like, yes. you know, I mean, you, I mean, you, you saw the, the, the Mickey Rourke movie, you know what I mean? Like that is, yeah. like they are historically, they don't have a union, <laughs> okay? So like, right. there is a lot of like, should they be working at all? Um, famously, here's an aside that uh, for one of the matches we didn't watch, uh, but the WWE's biggest star is this guy named Roman Reigns, and he is The Rock's cousin. He is a he's also like a huge, beautiful man, uh, and they really want him to be the next Dwayne Johnson. Uh, but he has legitimately leukemia that he just got over. Oh, like, he wow. was out. He left because he had leukemia to bat. He had a he had a, a reoccurrence of his leukemia. Left, got treatment, came, got cleared to come back. Like beat it again in his life which is an amazing story and yeah. this wrestlemania was going to be his opportunity to get another championship the story had been built over the year that this was going to be finally like his like road back to the top so this is gonna be the culmination climax of that whole story and then this happened and he's like guys the safest guidelines you're claiming like there's no fucking way i have yeah. four children <laughs> like i'm not right. doing this yeah i got my money i got my clips I well the thing is they don't necessarily have the money and that's what's interesting too with these contract like they're all under terrible things and get paid by performance right. and and, uh, and um, merchandising and like their their downside guarantees and stuff like that are it's bad. I mean historically in the entertainment industry wrestling I mean they they kill people they literally kill people and there's drug abuse and all this stuff and they're yeah. they, they've gotten a lot better over the years but not that much better. The governor of Florida, uh, where the WWE is taped, listed them as essential workers so that they could wrestle so that they could legally wrestle yes yes for the money obviously there's a lot of money involved in um in the production of this so like he basically made an exception 
so that wrestling could happen so that they could get, you know, the money from making it. Well, the WWE has lots of weird, there's a lot of weird political ties to it. Both there's a relationship they have ongoing with the Prince in Saudi Arabia, where like a couple yeah. times a year, they do huge Saudi Arabia shows that cost yeah. that they pay them millions of dollars for. Uh, and it's like the, the, the president of the United States is the president a personal States. friend of Vince he's McMahon. A, he's a WWE hall of famer. Yes. Donald Trump. <laughs> He wrestled yes. Vince McMahon he's, at one he's point. A Hall of Famer. Uh, Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's wife, is part of the cabinet, I believe, on the small business something yeah, or other. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yes. So there is, like, there's some, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely parts of wrestling that are fucking gross. Like, I mean, like, you are, I mean, I, I am certainly not going to be a, and certainly not a Vince McMahon apologist. But uh, in terms of, like, the actual artists and performers, there's, like, a lot of good there that shouldn't get, let's not throw the, 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 oily baby out with the bathwater. Right. Yes. Right. A positive thing um, before we get into the segments was that even the opening ceremonies I was blown away by, I was like, holy shit. That means like Ray Charles is playing. To be fair, movie? to be fair, Ray Charles wasn't sure where he was. He didn't know he was at WrestleMania. <laughs> he was just like, I sat down, you know. But I mean, were playing Gladys Knight, you know, like in, and it was- Aretha Franklin? Oh, it was nuts. And I'm like, dude, this is, and that solidified it that immediately- going back to my ignorant point where I was like, Durant, this isn't trashy, you asshole. <laughs> like, this is clearly, clearly very well respected in, in its regard and people are here for it. It is gross. It is exploitive, exploitative, but like, it's also, it's also something that is just so damn gay about it that I just can't, I just It's cannot. gay porn for children. It's, it's gay, gay porn, porn for, for children. kids. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I t- painted on jeans. You could see every muscle moving. I mean, when I tell you, I watch wrestling on, there's multiple levels for me. <laughs> just levels, levels. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to get to the first clip. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Becky Lynch uh, versus Shayna, a person that I was not uh, familiar with, but... Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about that, but uh, before we do that, uh, Bobby, I, I gotta follow up though. You you were talking about the multiple levels. Please talk about your connection to wrestling at its gayest level. Oh, at its gayest level, it is like I mean, I have fully masturbated. Like I have <laughs> to completion. Like watching wrestling before, like for the right, for the right pair. I mean, for the right guys. I mean, like don't get me wrong. I the, the list of wrestlers I would not have sex with is. Is so much shorter than the list that I would. It's okay. I mean, like, well, how much time do we have? So, like, already, uh, and little. It's it's a lot of the little trunks that just like really do it for me. Yeah, um, great. I mean, and they're just obviously like very physically attractive. Yes, uh, not doing very incredible things with their bodies uh, that I would like them to do onto my body. Yeah. Um, badly. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I have, I have fully masturbated to completion with wrestling at all. Not often. It's not fully my kink, but I'm not saying it's not one of many kinks. It's it's in the spectrum. It's in the bouquet. Yes, it's definitely, it's on the menu. (laughs) A three-tiered menu. Yeah, it's it's there. It's not a special, uh, it's like an intermezzo maybe, I guess. All right. All right. We're going to play a random sampling from uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna. Uh, just give me a sec, y'all, to get that connected and going. 
this is so weird to me. We can talk over the clips, by the way. Okay. The audio picks up. And she just drives up in this yep. truck. And it's supposed to be like this dramatic thing, but it's like there's no one there and there's no noise. So it, it felt kind of like, you know, when you're playing like like Mortal Kombat or something like that, like when you're playing like a video game and your your fighter gets loaded up. That's what this felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, obviously they spend a lot of money on this truck before they realize they have no audience. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> but also, like, the audience has to be outside. Like, do they have, like... Well, I think she would have she would have driven it into the arena. I think, like into yeah, I think so. the actual ring, almost. Could you imagine walking into See, against Shayna Baszler with just lights going and there's no there's no sound? All you hear is the mechanics of everything. Like <laughs> the focus to stay in the moment would have been so difficult. Yeah. I it will shatter Baszler if she's taken out by Lynch here at WrestleMania. Now going to the top and the drop kick puts Baszler on her back. Yeah, but Becky Lynch, you see, aggravating the lower back in the process. So Shayna Baszler was an Last actual UFC fighter like Ronda Rousey. Like Shayna Baszler, especially. Yeah. Oh, Becky Lynch. And she's big and scary, too. Baszler. She's a grim reaper yeah, to, to get disqualified, but Which, you um, have to be when I was watching wrestling in the nineties, no like, it was like bra and panty matches Shana for like um, lingerie models. They weren't yeah. like wrestling like like this at all. Oh, look at this, Shayna Baszler were, like, slapping via the rope. Oh, and now Becky Lynch drills her with the elbow in the corner. That was great ring awareness from the challenger. Oh my knee strike by Baszler, sending the champion down. All right, that was that was uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Little bits and pieces there. Uh, Becky uh, did uh, win that match in in the sense that you know I guess it was preordained to do that. Uh, in like some weird reversal where she mm -hmm. kind of apparently lucked into it. So that's yeah. a classic wrestling truth. That is a callback uh, to a classic wrestling moment. I believe it was Bret Hart. I want to say Bob Backlund, uh, okay. like decades ago, uh, with a similar thing of like beating some. Shannon went for her finishing move, which is a submission move from behind. Becky sort of used her in a judo-like way, like momentum against her, did like a backflip to pin her shoulders down and steal the win. Um, so it, it, what they say in the biz is that this was a finish designed to protect them both. So Shayna, who is this powerhouse, wasn't completely overpowered and defeated necessarily. Becky maybe got lucky this one time, so they're both able to still look strong. Oh, and interesting. The storyline can continue. The storyline continues, yes. So that's the, like, the writing and the story there is, like, is what's impressive. Even though the winner is preordained, the way they kind of play it out is, is sort of to be the most compelling way possible. Yeah, I was being way more shallow, and I was like, Becky's got to win because she's hotter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. You know, and, like, both, both beautiful in the terms of, like, being able to move your body and the strength and sheer mm -hmm. power of Shayna, you know, was, like – incredible but it was but i was in my i was watching it and i was like okay you know Shayna comes from i'm saying it right Shayna, right mm -hmm. yes she yes. comes from you know ufc fighting which i've bartended in sports bars i absolutely know ufc fighting more than i do wrestling to be honest but um so that but then you could tell that becky is more of an actress with it you know and so yeah. like i've been like from a mechanical standpoint, there was a lot more close-up of Becky's face. Her falls hit harder. She milked it more, you know? And uh, so my mind, I was like, I truly don't know who is going to win this one. 
that and that's the beauty of wrestling baby like uh that's the thing like becky uh it, that's what they call so and some other like loose terminology here uh selling so uh-huh. selling is like what you do to like carry on to make it look like the the hit hurts in the right way and you want to sell in the right way if you sell and it looks cheesy and obvious it breaks the illusion right. um so leading up to this Shayna had been undefeated for years so this is like wow this is finally the person who's really got becky's number she seems unstoppable but now here's this she you know uh the irresistible force a movable object kind of thing that's what wrestlemania is all about like the culmination of that and so yeah everybody going into this i think actually smart money was on Shayna winning the title here so i think it really was a swerve as they a say swerve. Yeah. for swerve. becky to take the to becky to get the win um becky is though what's interesting about becky lynch again a little piece of trivia here so becky's a great example of a recent person who made their own character so she started this man thing on twitter on her own um, and it took off and it gained all this momentum and they were forced to incorporate it. And it has made Becky Lynch a women's wrestler who historically women's wrestling has been treated as a sideshow to the sideshow. Like I said, bra and panty matches, tickling mm-hmm. each other. Just mm-hmm. they used to just recruit models who had no physical experience. The matches were very sloppy and stupid and degrading. Um, and she is without a doubt the biggest star in the company, moving merchandise, selling t-shirts and she headlined, she was the main event of WrestleMania last year, 35, which right. is the first time women have ever headlined WrestleMania. It was a huge deal. Um, so she is an incredible person. And to take, I think, and I think from like a feminist sort of like uh, gender and sexuality and queerness point of view, the fact that she took on this, the man persona and was able to do it. And WWE avoided miraculously transphobic language and framing in any yeah, way yeah yeah that and considering also that ronda rousey is a legitimate transphobe that it's yes, a absolutely so really? the fact they skirted that is a miracle um, i did yes. not know that wow she is she's a legitimate piece of shit yes that yes, is true. rousey sucks uh, she's like a flat earther like honestly I, she's probably outside right now drinking bleach and having a kiss in and protest <laughs> yes she's right. a moron <laughs> interesting yeah uh yeah becky lynch is interesting because she she like like bobby said she basically uh was born on twitter and then she had that very famous picture of her with her mouth bloodied that was completely like inadvertent right like a legit injury that was a legit injury when she got bloody she was that she legitimately broke her face there is a woman a wrestler named nia Jax, who is also related to the rock very you know it sounds crazy but there's an anoa i believe i'm sorry i'm mispronouncing it there it's a samoan name Mm -hmm. uh dynasty of generations of wrestlers where every cousin every sister every like they're all in the business and so the rock's cousins also the usos who we see at later the yes. Uso brothers are related to the rock and to roman reigns and so is nia Jax. nia Jax is a large woman she is a gorgeous woman she is a um, plus-size model she's on the e-show they have about the women's wrestlers she's gorgeous but she is a she is a lot of woman man and she's got a lot of strength and she walloped Becky Lynch in the face, and they, she didn't, it just didn't catch right. They didn't do the right stuff to sort of soften the blow, and walloped her hard, broke her fucking face. Like, literally, she had a face break. Like, that's, like, that's, that was the medical, like, her cheekbone was shattered. On yeah. live television, kept going, like, kept, finished the segment, finished out the night standing strong and victorious, like, holding a chair above her head with her face fucking bro- legitimately broken. Yeah, yep. that's it. There it is. Yes. And she... Uh, like that is and and it became like it was iconic it just became this thing that's like holy shit and then everybody just like rallied around this incredible performer who did a legitimate true not fake uh act of kind of like 
boldness and badassery. Yeah. Absolutely. I love yeah. her. That's amazing. Right? Don't you? I mean, like, don't you? I mean, I, 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 mean, I immediately bought a, a Becky Lynch t-shirt that says the man on it. Now, here's how you're going to come. You know, like, it's incredible how powerful Twitter is in so many regards. Um, but especially stories of triumph like that, of like, hey, you, I got all of these people backing me. You can't deny me. I'm going by the man. Yeah. It's such a feminist thing. I mean, like, again, it, the fact that her success as a woman in this industry is unrivaled. It's unmatched. It's never happened in history. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible the amount of – and Vince McMahon is an old man who still runs the company with an iron fist. And so – and he has, he's a crazy person who has these, like, very big hangups. And so for her to fight against – to push through all of that bullshit and be this successful is nothing short of miraculous. That is great. I, I have to tell you that I was so um... – so impressed by by Becky Lynch, uh, watching watching her actually wrestle for the first time, that I I ordered uh, a tub of overtone copper hair color. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I tried to go red earlier this year. I mean, it completely faded. I'm not able to keep up with it. But I felt like, and then I started taking boxing classes like the same week that I dyed my hair. I'm, I have no idea who Becky Lynch was, right? But it's. That combination of punching a bag with red mm-hmm. hair is you feel invincible. <laughs> Little old me. Oh, well, I cannot wait. I was like, oh my God, her hair. I have to have that on my head. So yes, I ordered overtone orange for orange for brown uh, is what it's called, but it's basically copper hair color for people with brown hair. So I'm very excited. And I, I should get it any day now. And maybe I'll use it as a, if it looks good, I'll use it as a, as a promo for the episode. I'll be like, there it is. Yeah. Gina, the man bloom. I don't want to call myself that. I don't want to, I don't want to actually accidentally misgender myself, but you know what? <laughs> I don't give a shit. If Becky can be the man, that's right. What, what is a man anymore anyway? It, I remember when I was a kid, I would watch a little bit of wrestling and, um, uh, what was his fucking name, Bobby? The guy that w- walked around in like the feather boas, called himself the man. Oh, there was Rick. There was Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Yes, mm-hmm. I would watch Rick Flair and like. Uh, so yeah, he was this guy, and he, would, he his catchphrase is, "If if you're gonna be the man, you gotta beat the man." And uh, he was like around when Hulk Hogan and like all those guys were like finishing their careers up. I get well, I guess maybe not Hulk because he turned into like whatever. I don't know. Timeline's a little fuzzy for me. I was very young, but. Um, but yeah, it was during that time where I was starting to like first develop like this sort of like consciousness of what I was about inside. And like, even though Ric Flair was a, a heel, a villain, and like he was, you know, often just, you know, beat up for the spotter for the, for the good guys. The fact that he was like, he was strutting around in like a fur coat and just being, just being like, sexy but also soft at the same time like this was this was this was very very interesting to me absolutely also rick flair uh daughter is in the wwe charlotte flair and she is um regarded as one of if not the best women's wrestler in the world becky lynch is obviously very talented has a lot of charisma and she's good she's very talented at the the sport and the art of it but charlotte flair uh her athleticism is sort of on a different level yeah, um, and she was on night two, and she had a really great match on night two of WrestleMania, and I think it's like the first one. If you were curious, but she is a fantastic. Her as a performer is, um, they like people say that's like you know what they used to say that like Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's daughter. But they're gonna start saying uh, Ric Flair is Charlotte's father, like because yeah. she's that <laughs> she's that cool. big of a of a presence. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, Joanna, you know uh, uh, the 
the the membership is good all month so uh you can oh my also, gosh really yes it is okay. <laughs> the free month so you know watch some charlotte flair with with my blessing yeah we got like another three i will make weeks you a playlist <laughs> thank you i'm all about this this was like i mean in my little parents bunker i got my own flat screen i got a futon i got this Love bathroom <laughs> like i'm set <laughs> Yeah, and you got three weeks of the WWE Network. <laughs> three uh, weeks, baby. To like kill it with. Minutes. All right, uh, Joanne. Uh, all right, we're talking about the, this female wrestling. Uh, let's think about this from a feminist perspective here. She's obviously, you know, a very attractive woman, uh, Becky Lynch, and and you know, Shayna is too. They 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 ugly her up for the, I guess, for the, the healness. Like they, they put that black mouth guard in her. And the black eyeshadow. And they the black eyeshadow. Sunken and, you know, kind of like she's wet. Like yeah. She yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. She is wet. <laughs> Why is everyone so wet? This is, this is literally <laughs> one question from wrestling yeah. that I personally, who have been invested in researching wrestling for now decades, have still have yet to uncover why everyone is so fucking wet. Yeah, everyone is oily. They're oily. <laughs> well, that makes me think I'm like, I'm like, okay, the hair stuff, is it gel? Gel gets crunchy. What is it? You know, and it takes me out of it for a second. I know. I do you want to be slippery? You're holding each other like in very precarious positions. I feel like you want to have a good grip. Right. I don't want to be lubed up during this. I mean, no. I do personally, but I, I don't think they do. It's yeah. injury. You, there's way more injury if you're lubed. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that it crossed any line, but it teetered on little things. It, but it, it wasn't teetered on it, yes. It teetered like, like they, you know, um, I, she, Becky's hair was down and full, you know, and yeah. Shayna clearly slipped back like a demon of some sort, you know, right. the difference in the makeup and stuff. But I don't, I mean, they could have gone and maybe it was Becky's choice that she had complete control over it being her influence, but they didn't make her to look too frilly. They didn't make her look too biker chick, you know, like mm -hmm. it was just, she kind of just had this like odd elegance to her. That was cool, but then of course the juxtaposition of being called the man, and then fighting someone who clearly looks more fem or masculine. I meant to say, um, the dichotomy was there, but it wasn't played out. Like they still both truly, and maybe it's because there was no noise, but the the moves themselves I thought were equal, and I thought showcased both of their strengths, and it was super hot. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot, and like and like they're both like these like really gorgeous physical specimens, uh, and like it. Wrestling is just very objectifying, regardless of what your gender and gender presentation is. Sure. Like they, they want you to, yes, they have some, some, some people that are like, you know, different sized bodies, but they're all still kind of hot in, in their own specific way. I, I was trying not to get over feministy with this because I knew that once we saw the male matches, they're going to be coded in the same way. Like the, the, the faces were going to be more attractive than the heels and like, like they, like their, their positions, you know, within like the spectrum of good and evil are, are going to show up on their faces. So it's like, yeah, it's just the, it's the fact that, you know, these are the, the roles they're playing. It's a little more amplified, you know, when you're looking at, at women, because that has so traditionally been like, yeah. Appearances have, have been so, you know, so foisted upon women for so long that it's hard to not like pick that up. It did feel like the production value was better for the guys, but maybe, but also not knowing anything, maybe it's like the hierarchy of like, you know, like a showcase, generally in a showcase, people put newer people in a more experienced person headlining, you know? So like, maybe that's the production value. But for some reason I was just like, if this is your very first 
like intro of we're wrestling, we're doing this in a quarantine, there is no audience, I would assume that the production value would be like, welcome to the mat, you know, yeah. and it, it didn't start off that way for them. That stuff happened later. Yeah, so, I, I think maybe, I think maybe that would have been maybe not so stark if there were like people cheering and like people throwing confetti and all that and having sure. like the full audience experience. Um, Y'all are right, though. I mean, like, y'all are right to be, like, have hackles raised and be ready because they have a terrible track record. And there is a <laughs> yes, huge, there is a huge wave of, like, folks like me and queer people and hipsters and, like, a little bit more of, like, let's say, like, a woke social justice warrior kind of audience that is, like, holding the company now to, like, a different standard and constantly has to push back and, like, say that this is shitty behavior and this is unacceptable and you can't say that and don't do that and stop treating them like this. The whole women's wrestling changed a few years ago because there was literally a Twitter movement, because it used to be called the Divas Division. Um, they have a big pink frilly belt with a butterfly on it and all this stuff. And that was like 2016. You know what I mean? That wasn't yeah. 95. So, and people literally started this like, give Divas a chance, because the, the Divas used to have, um, on a show that was three hours long, there'd be one two-minute uh, Divas match. And it was like two slap and tickles, and it was over. And everyone was like, these are wrestlers. They're trying their heart. Like, they also are trying to make a career out of this, and be, and they also care about this art form. And give them a chance and there was yeah. so WWE pats itself on the back for doing that so much and it's like yeah you only did it because we made you right <laughs> if no one right. made you you would have been happy doing nothing right. and they're like we acknowledge and celebrate our women and you're like yeah now you do now you do yeah <laughs> that was having not seen it before I this was my first intro to it so I was like oh this looks pretty evenly matched but I could only assume yeah what it was like interesting yes. that it wasn't that long ago but you're right, and everyone should keep pushing them, pushing them on it, hold them accountable, and don't get too proud of themselves. Okay, so uh, we're going to move to the next clip. This was so fucking weird. Uh, I have never seen a ladder match before. I had scarcely oh, knew really? what it was. Okay, thank God you said that. It <laughs> <I was like laughs> was so strange. It oh, was so that. strange. It was Okay, we're going to watch, uh, we're gonna watch uh, some clips from Kofi Kingston versus Jimmy Uso versus John Morrison. I was so confused about how these were tag team teams, but like there were yes. only one guy on each. And then there was this like is a an, Corona thing. Yes. 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 I guess so. <laughs> and there was an, inf there was an infinite amount of ladders apparently everywhere. Uh, and this was some sort of like structural thing that they've done before. And like, they're like, this is the greatest, la greatest ladder match in history. And like, you've done this before. This is a thing you do. This is so strange, but apparently it's a match where the men beat the shit of each other with actual like ladders from like Home Depot. And then uh, in the end, they attempt to climb to the top of the ladder in the center of the ring to pull down the belts to win the championship. Correct. Yes. It was so strange. No, <laughs> Joanne, you are no, not alone. One, it's only one person left out, which is funny. <laughs> All right. Ladder work. Oh my God. All right, so we're going to watch some random clips from Kofi Kingston versus Jimmy Uso versus John Morrison, the ladder match. Let's get ready to rumble. Here we go. Right. Following contest is a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown Tag it's Team Championship. Look at, look at, look at it unmolested. In this match, molested. the first superstar There's to climb a ladder and retrieve a bunch of ladders and lasers will be the winner. This is what they call a gimmick match. It is so living up to everything. It's, it's like a specialty match. So ladders, this is like a standard. Crawl uh, it used to be just usually one ladder, but of course, with everything else over time, things get more extreme. So now there's a million ladders everywhere. Out of the top of the ladder. <laughs> there's like 25 reaching ladders. Up, reaching up there, still trying to get up to the titles. 
Jimmy with a right hand. Thinking about sliding on a metal aluminum ladder. the ring yet again, and Kofi knocked off the ladder. Jimmy barely hanging on. There's like seven times as many ladders as there are people. John Morrison, though, trying to drag Kingston off and protect his tag. Wow! Oh, off the ladder. What impact! Almost drove his body through Morrison. All right. Oh, I love that so much. My favorite is the in-between parts when they're just like, ugh. Like, it's like, it's why it's going from agony to just like, half the time, it's not even, you You would imagine it'd be like this, like, you know, like, get up and get, and it, most of the time it is, but it was more than I thought would be a lot of time just like laying there and then just like, okay, giving up. And then all of a sudden powerhousing something. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that is the art. That is like the, the creating the kind of like up and down in waves and especially in a triple threat, which would this be so three people all opposing each other equally. They always do something where it's kind of like two people are fighting and one person is resting. And then two people, then he gets up and re-engages the other one kind of like rolls out of the ring and hides a little bit. So you forget yes. that he's even there while the other two kind of like pick up the slack and they have to keep that kind of constant cycle going um, while seeming yeah. natural while yeah. kind of like taking a break. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and like, because it was, because the audience wasn't there. I was that that like artifice became more apparent to me. Like I kept wanting to look for the guy that wasn't wrestling. Like, hey, wait, where's that? Where's that other guy? Like, where is <laughs> yeah. he? And he's just rolling around on the floor somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's fine. He's just gonna roll on the floor and like like clutch his knee for like five minutes. That's that's what that's that's all he needs to do. I think it was this intro where they did like a chant because I grew up in the suck it era. Still yes. iconic to this day, and like have to credit wrestling for those things. So I was, I was hoping in the back of my mind to see. I'm like, I wonder what the new one is. But this isn't this one where they pointed, or is that a different clip coming up? Oh, I don't it, know. Or maybe I fast forwarded it. I watched a lot more than what you asked me to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey, all we're all about extra credit here. <laughs> I like took like legit notes. I'm like, oh, I know you're talking about this thing where they're like this. Yeah, they point up. That's one guy's um, Daniel Bryan, the yes movement. Um, he's okay. another wrestler who, again, was a, a social, almost like its own little fan movement behind a guy who was very talented but not getting a push. Mm -hmm. um, and he had this like yes, yes, yes sort of movement, and everybody yeah. does that. It actually started as a. It's a long, complicated story, but that's that's it. Yes, that's what you need to know. Okay, <laughs> that's what I wrote down. Yes, pointing up. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. New suckets. That is, yeah, that it, it is basically a new socket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jo Joanne, just give me your give me your impressions on watching three strange men in an empty room beat each other up with ladders for twenty five minutes. <laughs> I focused a lot on what their footwork was. <laughs> I'm like, how are, are you playing right now? What are you doing? More in this match, Morrison to me was a stereotypical wrestler in my mind. Yes, yes, and he so definitely was. I was more like rooting for him because um, I w felt like I was reliving moments I didn't get to watch as a kid while other people did. Um, but overall, again, I have so many splinters. Their hands must be cut the fuck up. I keep thinking about injury on this one. Well, you look at like, I mean, these ladders, they're, they're also are like, they're, I'm on, they're not trick ladders. They're not made of foam, but yes. they definitely are. Ball, baby. They're a little. They're definitely got a little uh, flimsier of a ladder, let's say. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's still. I still do not want to be like thrown twenty feet on top of one. But at the same time, uh, like keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. There is a. There is always like a little bit of movie magic, even in the live kind of performance of it. 
but uh, again, it came down to hair. Uh, I I really like Kofi Kingston's braids, so he was he he was he he was my he was the one I was backing. But uh, yeah, it just comes down to hair for me. That's all. That's all. Becky Lynch had great hair. Kofi <laughs> Kingston had the hair for me in this one. Are, are you going to like overtone pink and then braid your hair next? Is that is that next? <laughs> yeah, we're doing that next. I, I, I do have I do have half a jar of overtone pink in my bathroom right now. I knew it. And the overtone orange will be arriving very soon. So yes, it could happen. Absolutely. That sponsor again is Overtone. That's overtone <laughs> for dark hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that was so strange. And yet um I may you know if if I end up having a, a a foursome fantasy with a bunch of wrestlers and ladders that's okay that's okay this may this may have made the bank is what i'm saying <laughs> no one's gonna yuck your yum gina thank you thank you very much all right we do have one more clip to go to before we wrap things up this was also very weird um uh, i guess leaning into the whole audience listeness thing they made a short film uh about uh the undertaker one of the few wrestlers on this that i was familiar with at some level uh versus some guy that apparently had problems with the undertaker's wife i think that was the impression that we got (laughs) his name is aj styles and he's if he's as if the state of florida was a person it is (laughs) yes that makes sense dude Yeah, it tracks. The haircut alone, you're like, wow. It's like you get, when you get a Florida driver's license, they give you that haircut. It's like a Snapchat filter on your ID picture. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had, I remember because I'm from Florida and I had, <laughs> I had a full on mullet in my very first driver's license picture. And oh my God, it, it, yeah, it was very AJ Styles. That's so funny. <laughs> I I actually wrote this down the quotes. Don't ever talk about my wife again. Times a thousand. <laughs> Really, man, they were, they like, I, I guess they were building this story up where the undertaker is old and like his wife, like pushed him back into wrestling. And I guess AJ Styles is just like, nah, bro. It felt very Tiger Kingy to me. So that was the story here. And the way they did this match, I think is, is this is like nothing that I've ever seen in wrestling. There's a couple of things that come kind of close, but not even that close. I've seen nothing. This is new for everyone. All right, we're gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna watch the opening and a little bit of the actual fighting. This thing went on for like thirty minutes, and uh, yeah, <laughs> let's watch Undertaker versus AJ Styles, the Boneyard match coming up. Also, it's such a funny name for a match. It's the so Boneyard funny. match. The like, Boneyard. The, <laughs> look, and I'm taking somebody to the Boneyard. It ain't gonna be AJ Styles, the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, give me John well, Cena. Give me the Rock. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but give before, me John Morrison. <laughs> before we start this clip. I had a hard time, you know, picking a favorite because both men have gross hair. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a real race to the bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. The, the hair, I, I wasn't feeling it. Anybody's Listen, hair in this thing. I would not have sex with The Undertaker. I would have sex with AJ Styles, but I wouldn't tell anyone to be proud of it. But right. I would do it. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yes. I, uh, I would oh, yeah. do it, and, I, and I've done worse. I I have prob I I have certainly hooked up with guys that are that were just like AJ Styles when I lived in Florida. Uh, it and yet made, somehow less cool, I'm sure. Yes, somehow less cool. <laughs> it you know, given his age, it he I may have hooked up with AJ Styles. I don't know. Oh, I hope that's true. I hope that's true too. Allegedly, 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 allegedly I may have hooked up with 
Florida man. All right. Let's going to watch uh, Undertaker versus AJ Styles Boneyard match coming up. Yeah. It's opening gives me like a True Blood vibe for some reason. Oh, yeah. This is, and this is The Undertaker's iconic music. Like, this is... Yes. What wrestling themes come and go and they change all the time, but this is one that has been the same since the 90s. It is iconic. So for this moment, everyone's like, oh my god, The Undertaker, and he comes along so infrequently that when you hear that, it's like the crowd goes nuts because he's it's such an attraction. Yeah. This is a great kind of little bait and switch. I love the little reversal here. Just, we're just going to play this just bit out. We watch the hearse pull up to the boneyard. I love that the let the, the masked druids come back and fight. Oh. Right, I, I... He looks like just finished, uh, like, TPing someone's house. It's so scary! Yeah. Yeah. Also, it, I think, is he flagging Fisting Bottom, or what's going on? Bandana. That's right, he does, we're gonna pause it there. He does have the bandana in the pocket, I, I, I don't know. Is, is, he, is, that, is that the bottom side, Bobby, or is that, or is that the top side? I think side? so. I think it's the bottom, and I also believe red is fisting. I red think. is fisting. I mean, like, don't quote me on that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, red is fisting because that because you know the blood, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> I was gonna say like red, like roses, like rosebud. That's what I yeah. was. Gonna, I was gonna keep it classy, Gina. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about like this. This um, still, I'm. I don't mean to change topic, but I started talking. So <laughs> this still, he looks like in real life the nicest guy. Like, yeah. probably just, like, you know, hugs babies type of guy. And then, like, but this, I thought about that. And in terms of him acting, like, like at home, he's just like, oh, yes, please, thank you. And then, like, here he's like, I'm going to put you in the crowd. <laughs> like, it yeah. was, something did not click for me yeah, in something his that, character. Something about this, this, this freeze frame we have on him right now, I can see him holding his wife's purse at like naturalizer shoes. Like this is what, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what I see. Yeah. He's this is the vibe like I get. Mustard curtains in his house. Yes, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of this that happens. A lot of these guys just like <laughs> coughing yeah. for like 20 minutes. Is they need an albuterol inhaler or what's going on? All right. Let's see. You just I, don't have it anymore, old man. I love this trash talk stuff. This is so funny to me. Oh. Also, that haircut. You just don't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, old man needs a new haircut. I'm an old man. I'm an old man, right? I'm sorry. You're sorry. <laughs> now you're sorry. You're in a hell of a fight. Baby. Huh? Do you think I'm gonna bury you? Really? You just fought your ass off. You fought your ass off. Yes, kiss. Come on, man. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. And then, and then of course, he like fakes him out, and then he buries him with like the the dump truck thing, and it's it's so good. It's so weird and so good. It is an insane thing, but it like it's a very weird this, but it's a very good that. You know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah. For what it was trying to do, like it achieved the highest marks. You know what I mean? Like it executed its vision 
completely to its fullest for sure. But it is, I mean, a thousand percent insane. Yeah. All right, Joanne, you just watch a, a couple of old, like, white dudes slap each other for half an hour. <laughs> it like a... went on for a very long time. Yes, it, it was. It was, <laughs> the storyline was great. The, like I said, the, but the dialogue was just hilarious, um, <laughs> which I assume is always, you know, kind of funny. But this, given it's like their first attempt at a movie, <laughs> like a scene, I was like, I... I wonder if people, you know, had headsets on backstage and they're like, just let them do it. Just let them know. It's fine. Um, the, the zombie, the, not zombies, but the the people coming out of the barn. We yeah, got lights, the, camera action. Right, the weird monks that he had, like, hiding that, like, just jumped out there to fight. And I have no explanation for that for you guys. There's, like, no extra context. You're missing that explained what the fuck that had anything to do with anything, who those people were, where they came from, why there's druids that are fighting against the Undertaker when you think the druids would be on the Undertaker's side. You would think like, that. Everything is very weak. Like, I, I, honestly, I don't have, I don't have an answer. <laughs> What's AJ's deal? Like, what is his thing? Like, in my mind, is he just like a kid from the wrong side of the tracks? Or like, was does him and Undertaker have a storyline? So AJ Styles, you know, the thing with wrestling too, it's, it's sort of like comic books where people go through different iterations, good guys and bad guys, heel turn, face turn, becoming good, becoming bad. AJ was a world-class famous wrestler who was, didn't go to the WWE at all until very late in his career, which is probably like 2015, 2014, I want to say. Um, he came finally to be after being super successful in other promotions. So he came over, was, is beloved. He's had some ups and downs. And now he's sort of playing this like egotistical heel. It's very much like I'm one of the best in the world. No one's better than than me blah 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 and so undertaker of course who's revered as such a legend aj styles is like i don't fucking care about this guy and right. so they set it up um with some at another pay-per-view previously where aj styles was saying like he's the best in the world or whatever undertaker came to shut him up and then that's sort of their sort of started their friend their little, their little rivalry there and then mm-hmm. each week you know the story escalates 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 aj styles gets a little bit more personal undertaker responds emotionally aj knows he's under his skin so he so he keeps like needling the same nerve and like that's how the story kind of progresses to this point so it comes to they they're seething with so much anger for one another that there's no way even a ring can contain them yeah we need to do it at night in the graveyard one of us <laughs> is getting buried a motherfucking live the <laughs> the play the I, dirt play such great dirt play excellent really dirt good. work we were <laughs> super cat and mouse in this dirt the whole time yes yes because 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 i couldn't get into the hair uh, I, I I was into the into the dirt work at, as well as the druid the, the druid action the druid stuff was uh, was my favorite point because they just popped out of nowhere you forgot the druids were there. Listen, there were no there are no small parts, just small druids. They <laughs> right. were on a tin roof. The loud factor, like they, we we really went all over the barnyard. The yes. motherfucker teleports at one point. You guys <laughs> <He> teleports. <laughs> He teleports. Don't ask. Don't again. It's like one of those things in wrestling. You just accept. Yeah. You're like, what? oh yeah, it's Undertaker. He, he he can teleport. He can conjure flames. It is like, so it's like this weird. Especially this is such like a like that's almost easier to understand in an arena where you're like in this universe that we've created. We're in like in a separate like alternate dimension, but here we're like the realism of the dirt work. Let's say plus the. Uh, like magic, it, it is like it was a very weird, and I don't think it didn't work, but it just yeah. it's like it it's a lot. It was like a lot to it take. It was in. a lot to take in. Lot to I for how long it lasted, like they practiced. They, they practiced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that was, this was a lot of pitch meetings. This, this was a full on <laughs> production. All right, we are unfortunately out of time. Um, Joanne, uh, 
WrestleMania, has it taught you anything? Uh, quarantine version WrestleMania. Uh, give us your final thoughts on, on what you've been watching. Yes. My mind has completely changed. My final thoughts are that as a young, as a young gal, eavesdropping in on WrestleMania, I always thought that it was like, here's Mountain Dew versus Tide Pods, you know? Like, I thought it was super commercial, surge-based nothingness. I did laugh because it is sponsored by Snickers. And I was like, there it is. I'm not that wrong. I'm not that wrong. Yeah, there, were, there was a lot of Snickers, like, <laughs> like little, yeah. like, little, like, ad wipes throughout this entire thing. For sure. And Snickers is just so funny because you would assume it would be Pepsi, but it's like Snickers. Of course, Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. yeah. But then totally trained. Like I said, I'm going to take you up on that offer to watch more. I was very impressed and found a new, um, is adoration the right word, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think I, so. I, a lot of, in my mind, I was like, all these people are stunt workers. They're all mm -hmm. stunt athletes. And that's something that I'm coming to terms with never being able to do in my life, which makes me sad. So I'm going to treat it like gymnastics and watch go. lovingly with honor. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, Bobby, uh, any final, any final parting thoughts on, on WrestleMania 36? Yes. Uh, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. Go ahead and take a watch uh, if you are into it. And if you just want to tap into wrestling, my suggestion for everybody is pick a Royal Rumble. Once a mm. year, 30 men compete for a chance to main event WrestleMania. They come in the ring a minute at a time. The stakes are very clear. You don't really have to know the story because it just it's its own self-contained thing with, with its already pre-established stakes. It's always very fun. Um, it's a great way to see a lot of wrestlers in one thing. And so if you're just like curious about like where to jump in, because I know it can be a lot to – it's like jumping into comic books. There's a lot of story and character to assert. Yeah. Um, so WrestleMania, while great and the Super Bowl of wrestling, I actually think Royal Rumble is a great place for people who are just looking to jump in. All right. Well, uh, you know, both Joanne and I still have another three weeks of free access to the WWE Network, and Rumbles are on there. So there sure you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Joanne, let everyone listening know where they can find you on the internet and possibly someday uh, in person. Oh, well, like you said, five years from now, catch me um, <laughs> headlining the main room. Um, I Jojo Shinderly on all the social medias. If you're into, um, if you're horny, I write erotic fan fiction for people. So hit me up. Love that so much. Love that so, so much. Uh, Bobby, same question. Where, where can everyone find you? I am all over the internet at Bobby Hank. And you can also, if you want to revisit 90s Suck It Wrestling, I am one of the hosts of the podcast, Hell in a Cell Phone, looking back at 90s wrestling, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. Love it. And uh, as always, my name is Gina Bloom. You can find me on all socials at, at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. Uh, every Thursday, we are dropping episodes of Sweet the Ladies Guide to Bro Culture through uh, the middle of June, thereabout. And every Saturday night, uh, until we get bored of doing it, uh, we're doing Make It Rain uh, live on the internet. Comic, comics get up and dance, tell jokes. Joanne and Bobby have both been on the show. And we're going to be doing more fun stuff uh, until I get tired of it. Uh, uh, that has been, that's been our show. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, suck it. Suck it. <laughs> suck it. <laughs>